Hello friends and welcome back. I realize this has been a, a longer hiatus for me than, um, well, any time before uh, since I started this care review and I deeply apologize for that. Um, basically a lot happened in my own personal life. Uh, so uh, definitely kind of preoccupied my time, um, you know, essentially wrapping up my full work time so I could settle into my maternity leave kind of getting last minute things ready, um, which as a Canadian, I'm unbelievably grateful for the fact that I can take this time and actually a full year, if not longer, if I need to, it's, it's pretty amazing. But either way, um, it's funny, uh, the day I wrote this, well, my co-host decided to arrive. So uh, you may actually hear her from time to time. She does have a lot to say about the topic. Just sadly, uh, no ability to, you know, translate two-week-old baby. So we'll <laughs> leave it at that. But uh, essentially, I'm very excited to talk about today's film. I mean, we've uh, all seen the preview for The Conjuring 3. Um, I was instantly reminded about my love for the Warrens. I mean, seriously, I love Lorraine Warren. Um, and it all goes back to Paranormal State. That was one of my favorite TV shows. And uh, yeah, just essentially their case studies. I have several books that I've read that I enjoyed of each one of their kind of breakdowns and what they did. And I just, they're just adorable. I mean, come on, couple couple goals here to work in the world of the paranormal and absolutely love each other the way that they do. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and uh, essentially they just, they're wonderful, a wonderful couple that, this film did such a great job kind of bringing that and translating it over. Without further ado, let's take a look at the first film from 2013 that essentially started this whole Conjuring Universe franchise, The Conjuring Itself by James Wan. I'm coming with you. No way. We can't lose you. 
it just, everything about this film is incredible. I remember seeing it in the theaters and just instantly kind of falling in love. But we'll get into it. There's a couple things, like always, that I just, they could have done better. But either way, let's dive into it. So the 2013 American Supernatural film, written by Chad and Carrie Hayes, as starring, of course, Patrick Wilson and Vera, I screw up her last name, so I apologize, Femija, Femia. Um, of course, they start as our wonderful couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, the paranormal investigators, authors, uh, in real life, of course, their reports would inspire the Amityville horror franchise. Uh, but uh, this film essentially kind of gives us an idea of where they started. So the assistant, they end up assisting the uh, Perrin family, uh, who in 1971 experienced a series of disturbing events in their new farmhouse in Rhode Island. And one of the reasons I absolutely love this film, the cast, they are brilliant. Um, And uh, they do such a great job um, just kind of selling the whole situation. Um, It just, that is, I mean, the cause of great acting. Starting, of course, with Patrick Wilson and Vera Famia. Those two are wonderful. Um, They just give you this impression that they've been married for years and um, that they just deeply love each other and it just ah love it but of course my next best if I was giving out Oscars each one of these kids deserve one uh, they do such a great job um you know it's hard for kid actors to essentially uh kind of sell the role sometimes um at least for me depending on the film I mean you have things like the omen Chucky they do a great job but other times it just seems kind of fake and uh, these kids, on the other hand, I mean, when they're scared, you sense it, you feel it, and you just kind of want to reach out and help them. But of course, you know, it's a film and you can't. So either way, uh, just overall wonderful job. And at the end of the day, you can tell everyone's having fun doing it. So I just, just overall, you can feel the positivity within the cast. So development, of course, under producer Tony DeRosa, uh, De De um, uh, this film, of course, was in sort of a production purgatory. Um, it had a contract in motion, but of course, no deal could ever be made and was dropped. So this was basically when we're bringing in the Hayes, um, both uh, Carrie and Chad, on board. And with some research, they ended up changing the point of view because originally the film was from the family's point and they ended up refocusing things from the warrants. So the brothers spent hours on the phone with Lorraine to essentially finalize details. And after the film was in, after uh, the film was essentially put into sort of this bidding war between several studios, eventually finding its way back to New Line and a deal was finally able to be achieved. After this, of course, rumors begin to fly on who the director is going to be, who's being cast, but it wouldn't take long for things to settle. Uh, once confirmed, Wilson and uh, Femija, uh, of course, the, it would, these two would end up traveling to Connecticut to meet Lorraine. Uh, and, of course, she's traveling back and forth to the set as well. But this would allow Vera to take on a lot more details, watch her... For, you know, just those little characteristics each of us have in conversation, uh, how we approach things. Um, and essentially, even Vera would admit that these details helped her achieve more than any sort of, sec- you know, secondary research, readings, all of that could have done. So filming would begin February 2012 and lasted about 38 days. 
Some of these uh, shots are done on a green screen, others just being locations around Wilmington, Wilmington North Carolina. Um, but fun fact, all of these scenes were actually shot in chronological order, which is sort of unheard of in film. Usually they kind of jump all over the place. But uh, in post-production, about 30 minutes of the film would end up being cut. Um, but overall, it would end with positive test screenings across the board and would uh, essentially await its uh, its debut. So the music itself um, was kind of fascinating. We see that James Wan really likes to kind of bring back the same individuals to work with, as long as he's had a good good reputation and a good uh, working relationship. But uh, Joseph Beshera, uh, of course, being known from the Insidious films, would be called back to help. Um, and essentially him and Wan have this wonderful harmonious like they kind of finish each other's sentences it's weird but uh either way they end up bouncing ideas back and forth to help create this glorious final product and uh, of course our marketing campaign would definitely reach out on that sort of classic line based on a true story and uh the release itself uh coming out july 19th 2013 in canada and the u.s would come out to positive reviews even the fact, even given the fact that it was put under an R rating by the MPAA, um, which is kind of interesting because there's no brutal violence. It's not unbelievably gory. I mean, we don't have any sex scenes. It's, it was just deemed by them to be too adult. And uh, essentially by that, they mean too scary. So um, it would gross around 319 million worldwide. And uh, that's incredible because it's against a $20 million budget. So congrats to you, James Wan. And uh, with that being said, the studios, of course, would quickly draft up that the sequel would be, uh, you know, really shortly after, which, of course, would end up following June 10th, 2016. And uh, we're all excited to see how the uh, third one will premiere, being May 28th in the UK. So you guys are lucky enough to go see it now. And June 4th in North America. But of course... uh, Depending on your region and where you're at, this could be delayed a little bit longer depending on what your lockdown status looks like currently for myself. I don't know when I'll be able to see this one, not only for my own, well, my own personal life uh, choices at the moment, but uh, essentially um, our lockdown status is a little bit longer uh, commencing than, uh, than I'd like. But either way, thank goodness for drive-in movie theaters. Hopefully I'll be able to sneak out. But uh, it's interesting with COVID-19 how all of these films coming out now, because originally this film was scheduled for September 11, 2020. So as I was saying, the positive reviews, this is holding about 86% approval rating, considered well-crafted and gleefully creepy. I would have to agree. Um, Although some critics essentially... And it's always the same thing with scary movies. They find that it's nothing new when it comes to the scare tech, uh, tactics. It's the same kind of jump scares and so on. And I get that. I see that. But the thing is, is that this one brings on a whole special attention to character development. And I find sometimes with scary movies, any type of horror movies, they kind of skip that. And that, to me, is a crucial crucial piece to the puzzle to make people feel something for your characters and actually you know help perpetuate the fear and uh you know James Wan he knows how to do this and we see it time and time again from Insidious to Saw he just he knows what he is doing now like I was saying though 
this isn't just altogether the perfect film. There's a lot of things I like, but there is one critique I would give. The ending. We spent all this time building and building and building for this kind of flash in the pan ending. Um, I just wanted something a little more. Uh, the film is wonderfully effective and you do get freaked out, you know, quite a bit. And there's these little warm and fuzzy moments between the, the wonderful dynamic couple. But it just, all of a sudden, we just quickly wrap up. And I'm just sort of like, what the hell? Like, couldn't we have extended this a little bit more? But uh, either way, the second one, one day, hopefully we will be able to tackle that. And I cannot wait to see the third. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for, you know, putting up with the fact that I haven't been around for a little while. But I promise it was for excellent reasons. And uh, at the same time, that is a horror story all within itself. Um, if anyone ever wants to reach out, certainly find me on Instagram. I'd be happy to tell you about it. <laughs> but either way, of course, you guys know the the drill. Reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. You know, send me a uh, DM if you have any films you want me to cover or do a deep dive on. Um, I certainly, of course, am wishing each and every single one of you all the best. You know, I'm hoping that each of you are staying healthy and keeping keeping sane in this crazy world we live in. And, uh, of course, we all know the rule, as always. Keep calm, stay creepy.